The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot the United States Heavyweight here. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious professionals. Hello, and welcome to episode 221 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey. What's going on, friend? Oh, nothing much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You, you got you sounding a little like you uh, might be on the pre-wash side tonight. Oh, well, I did go to the bar first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was only two, though. I've I've been good. Tipsy DD is the best. Because, you, know, you know, I'm still on fake-ass keto, so I, I don't drink <laughs> as much as I used to. <laughs> oh, okay. That's my call, fake-ass keto. Because <laughs> I'm doing it, but not quite. <laughs> not committed all the way. Listen, in real life, keto, I can't have liquor because liquor has carbs. So, right. no, fake will have to do. Yeah, Stone Cold was telling the story about he was doing keto and how he had, you know, basically stopped drinking and everything to do it all the way. And uh, then he told a story about how one time he uh, had a joint and he, he smoked it or whatever. And he was like, you know, it's really not for him, but some. You know, somebody in England listened to it and wrote a story about how he stopped drinking and now he started to smoke weed <laughs> to compensate instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. This is the WrestleCast. You can find us on the web at cspn.us. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and you can also subscribe to the CSPN YouTube page and listen to the show on YouTube as well. So, Miss Didi Janae, we're going to forego the news segment this week because it is Royal Rumble weekend. So, that means we get to play Who You Got. Yay. So many games. Yay. <laughs> so, the Royal Rumble coming to us from Phoenix, Arizona. It's a Sunday night, 7 p.m. The hashtag for the live tweet will be RumbleCast. So please use the hashtag RumbleCast to share your commentary with color with the fans and hosts of the WrestleCast. All right, Miss Didi Chanet, we're mm-hmm. going to have our two-hour pre-show. So you yeah, say hell what? no to pre-shows this, for this event. Two hours? Yes, ma'am. Two hours for a pre-show. Pre-show is going to start at five. Oh, hell no. It's still light outside at five o'clock. I'm not watching that. (laughs) Y'all have to tell me how it goes. So our two pre-show matches are going to be a four-way for the Cruiserweight Championship. We're going to have the champion, Buddy Murphy, facing off against Akira Tozawa, 
Kalisto, and Hideo Itami. Question. Yes, ma'am. If it's on two pre-show matches, why is it two hours? Because they have to explain all the possibilities of who could win the two or a rumble matches, who will, which will be an hour each, probably. This is why nobody likes the WWE. <laughs> Do you think uh, you got a you got a winner for the buddy? Oh, um, who did you say? Not Akira was out. No, not Kalisto. I'll stick with Buddy Murphy. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna do Champ retains as well. I, I don't feel like they've built up a a contender big enough. You know, two or five really needs to um, hype up. They get their own pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, where they concentrate on some storylines they could end up in a in a pay per view because they need to draw some attention to that show. Yeah. And they moved it back to Tuesday nights. So You think that's good or that's probably bad. Oh bad. Yeah. Okay. Because what was happening was it's gonna be after SmackDown again. So what mm. was happening was they were doing it before SmackDown before because they could tape it. Yeah. And people were, you know, more into it, but I don't know. Uh, interesting. Next pre show match United States Championship match Rusev Day versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. I'll start this one off. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Rusev. I think Rusev is going to win the title. It's, I think he's due. Uh, I thought he had the title. No, Nakamura has the title, man. Oh really? Yes, ma'am. You wouldn't know, know that because they, you know. I truly thought Rusev had the title, and I was like, "Well, they're not going to give it back to Shinsuke." Okay, okay, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Rusev. Okay. Uh, sp- yeah. Speaking of two things uh, that link the cruiserweight division and Rusev Day together, you know, they put mm. Aiden English on commentary for Two Hundred Five Live. He's probably really good at it. Yeah, but unfortunately, it looks like he's not going to be a wrestler anymore, though. I mean, nobody cared. We cared when he was with Rusev. He made Rusev hot again. I mean, Rusev Day was flames, but, you know, you know. Okay. Uh, I could take him or leave him as a wrestler. I enjoyed him, but it's it's not disappointing to me. Okay. Or let me say it it could be worse, you know. Yeah, this role might suit him better. I mean, you know, anything and you know on TV is better than eating all the cheese at catering. You know, he got a job. He's on the screen. Ed, Eddie Guerrero's daughter is happy. It's great. Everybody's happy. There you go. We have the bar versus the Miz and Shane McMahon. For mm-hmm. the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Miss Didi Janae, who you got? I'm going to go ahead and say Miz and um, Shane O'Mac. Although Shane hasn't won a lot of his matches lately. And uh, maybe he's due. So, yeah. I'm going to go with the bar. I think they're going to retain this. Next up, getting to the good stuff. Oscar versus the man Becky Lynch for the oh. SmackDown Women's Title. Oh, see, see, this is interesting. 
Mm. I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Becky. Even though she might lose, and if she loses, of course she'll be in the in the Royal Rumble. But I'm gonna go Becky. Okay. I'm gonna go Oscar because that's what I'm thinking. That it would be a bigger impact for her to lose and then be in the Royal Rumble and kick a lot of ass. Mm-hmm. Next up, our next women's championship match. This time for the Raw Women's Title. Ronda Rousey versus the boss, Sasha Banks. Um, Ronda Rousey is on John Cena protocol, which means I'm never picking her. Ever. <laughs> so the answer is Sasha. Not that I think Sasha's going to win, because I don't, but I'm still not picking her. Well, for the sake of uh, there needs to be a winner in this game, I'm going to pick Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah. Head. Not hard. Listen, I understand. But no. <laughs> <laughs> You're the exact opposite. Heart, not head. It's like head, but I don't want to. So heart. Right. Because there are some people who are like, no, maybe Sasha will win. I actually don't think she's going to win. Principalities involved. And I'm not picking Rhonda. I just hope Rhonda not doesn't. Not with that eyeshadow she got going on. I just hope Rhonda doesn't like jerk something out of socket when she like mm. tries to throw her around or something. You know Sasha's mm. fragile. Yeah. She got a mean streak. So hopefully she'll just kick her in the shin or something. <laughs> Step on some fingers. Treat her like she treated Bailey before she went to the main roster. You know, I remember. <laughs> the new Daniel Bryan faces off against the real AJ Styles for the WWE title. Miss mm-hmm. T.D. Shane, who you got? Um, AJ Styles is also in the John Cena protocol. <laughs> so I have Daniel Bryan. I got Daniel Bryan as well. Yay, we agree. Next, for the Universal Championship, Mm. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. You want me to go first? Of course. Okay, Brock Lesnar is also on the John Cena protocol. (laughs) And I'm not picking him either. So Finn Balor it is. John Cena Protocol's getting a workout here. Listen, even when he's not around, he's around. <laughs> um Yeah, I got a you question. Gotta, gotta go with Brock on this one as well. I, I for a second there I wanted to say Finn, but nah. That's okay. You don't have to have faith. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Is that Braun just hadn't recovered yet? Is that what it was? I, I'm from his, a, from I'm his a, elbow? Yeah, I'm assuming that's what it is. Okay. I have, okay. I haven't heard... Well, I heard that it's all supposed to be... I don't I don't want to give any spoilers out, so I won't, I won't say that. But I, yeah, I heard this was supposed to be the direction. I don't know why they keep pushing it off. Like, okay, if it's not WrestleMania, then when is it going to be? 
Right. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Finn. I got Finn. All right. I'm going to pick Brock for the record so we both have our picks down officially. <sighs> now it's time for the Women's Royal Rumble pick. Okay, we're going to do it like we did it uh, last year and years before. You pick a number for five bonus points and you pick a person for your regular point. Um, we'll give you plus or minus two spots. So if you pick 23 and it's 25, congratulations, you get points. I a, think that's fair. You're great on such a generous curve. I appreciate you. You know, I, I try to make it interesting. All these, all these who you got to be about, you know, plus or minus one good match. Although we seem to not be on one accord today, so maybe this won't be like that. But still, let's make it interesting. All right, so let me pick first this time. Mm-hmm. Women's Royal Rumble. Okay, I'll pick my number first. Mm-hmm. I think the winner is going to be... Mm-hmm. Number for some reason number twenty two is mm. what I see. Okay. And for my individual who is going to win the Royal Rumble, mm. I think it's going to be Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I'm going to say number twenty seven. Because that was the number in my spirit. And I'm going to say that the person who wins the Royal Rumble uh, I'm going to just say Becky Lynch. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? That would be a popular choice. The roof would definitely blow off the place. I mean... I was, you know, it. You can make a case for a lot of people. I don't think it'll be Naomi. I think she's just gonna have a really nice spot where she beats the shit out of Ma- of Mandy or Sonia or both. But if I, if I'm looking long term, and I don't like to do that because I'm K vape for life. I can I can only see it being Becky or Charlotte realistically. So. Becky it is, because Becky's more interesting of a choice. Then the main event of the evening is the men's Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Didi Jeanet, your turn to start off. I'll go with the number. Mm, the numbers for men are usually higher. But, you know. Um, so, let's say 19. Although that feels low. I'm going to go a 19. And I'm going to say that the winner. I was going to say Braun Strowman and a shock. Um, but no, I'm going to say. Oh, who? What? Like Seth Rollins? Okay. Good choice. Huh. I don't know. I'm not confident in it, but okay. I'm going to tell you that you were just all up in renting space all up in my mind. Because <laughs> I was going to say number 18, but for the sake of this game, I'm going to say number 17. <laughs> and 
the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to be Drew McIntyre. Ooh. You, okay. You, you took my first choice. <laughs> you were going to say Seth or, or uh, Seth? I was going to say Seth. I mean, you still can. No. But that's not fun. No, that's not yeah. fun. That's not fun. We're in, yeah. the, we're in the entertainment business, Miss Edie. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's who you got. I'll put the poll up for uh, the Twitter account and you guys can vote on Twitter over the weekend uh, throughout the time that you listen through this up until the pre-show comes on and we'll see who everybody thinks is going to win. I don't know. I'll just probably just put out a blanket statement, you know, put out three favorites in the field and see who people think are going to win the Royal Rumble matches. So should be fun. The Royal Rumble, the hashtag again will be RumbleCast. That will be Sunday night. Starting at 7 p.m., please join us. Give us your feedback and commentary with color. We will be holding a instant feedback podcast. So look out within the hashtag. I'll probably be asking for some email addresses or I'll send out a link to the uh, hangout. So if anybody wants to join that, you guys can join that. We'll just be talking for 30, 45 minutes about the event. What happened? Surprises. Who won? Who lost? How it was booked? What we thought about it. So, should be fun. Should be something interesting and something for the people over on Patreon. They'll get a exclusive feedback episode and they won't have to wait until the new WrestleCast comes out on Friday. So, if you're not on Patreon, maybe that's some incentive to get on Patreon to hear something cool like that. So, Misty Dijonet will transition over to Monday Night Raw from Oklahoma City start out after you know it was Martin Luther King Day observed so we had the video package that the WWE does Brock and Paul Heyman they're making their way to the ring Paul runs through his spiel then he dives into this matter at hand he says Finn Balor pinning John Cena last week to earn the Universal Championship opportunity he said he sees the moment and now everybody believes in Finn Balor. Paul says he does too. And he puts over the fact that Brock has been training for Braun, a, com- a completely different type of opponent than Finn. Then, and he said that Balor's voice matters, but Heyman voices, Heyman's voice martyrs. He says Brock will turn Finn into a martyr on Sunday. And he says that he'll be sacrificed for the sins of making us believe. Heyman spoiler alert for this week. Even miracles fear Brock Lesnar. He said on Sunday, Finn will be flat on his back and he will say he believes in Brock Lesnar. Mr. McMahon comes down to the ring. He says he doesn't buy to this whole Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar thing. And he says you can only believe in it if you believe in David versus Goliath. Uh, Vince retells the story of David and Goliath a little bit different than it, uh, it actually is. And, uh, he suggested that uh, the people in Oak City believe in fairy tales. Then Braun Strowman comes down, cuts all that off. He gets on the apron. He stares Brock down. Vince asks Braun what he's doing. Braun's mad because Baron Corbin caused the worst night of his life and the luckiest night, luckiest night of Brock's life. Uh, he promises Braun does to face Brock down the road. And then here comes Finn to point out this the same old Monday Night Raw with Braun doing Braun things. 
Vince doesn't believe in fairy tales, but Finn and the Battle Club do. Then we get some testiness between Finn and Braun. Finn retells the David versus Goliath story, the real story. And uh, <laughs> they uh, Vince decides that now would be a good time for a real life David versus Goliath story. And he books a match between Finn and Braun next. And he wants Brock to be at ringside. So we get our first match, Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman. So, Miss Didi Jonay, mm. how do you feel about um, two of your faves facing off in this segment? I mean, David and Goliath are adorable, but I don't want them to fight. <laughs> like, I would rather they be in a tag team or some shenanigan like that. Like, I don't know. They're just so adorable. Why must they fight? <laughs> Remember when Braun was like, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Right. And Finn was the one who was cool. And it's just like, let them be friends. <laughs> Finn goes up top, but Braun tosses him into Brock, who then suplexes Finn on the floor. Then we get a, a stare down between Braun and Brock. And that's interrupted when Finn Balor attacks and he does his big dive on the both men on the floor. Then Balor takes turns landing big moves on both men and he manages to avoid a bronze smash in the corner. He goes up top, then he hits the coup de gras to Braun. But he forgot all about Brock, who comes in from the blind side to get him with the F5, and Braun gets disqualified. Finn Balor gets the win. Ew. At least um Brock actually did something this week. I mean, but I don't want him to do anything. <laughs> what I want him to do is go away. Soon. Maybe soon. Yes, bless, bless. <laughs> I have faith. It's time for the almighty Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush to come out. Leo says that Lashley is better than Rollins, Ambrose, and everybody in that locker room. He says that Bobby Lashley is a professional fighter. He says and Bobby doesn't do it for the fun, but he does it for the money. Oh, like Lesnar. So original. <laughs> he said they've come to celebrate, and Lashley's idea of celebrating is posing on the podium. Oh, MLK Day. <laughs> so Apollo Cruz makes his way to the ring. Apollo Cruz wants a match. Leo says, let's have a pose off. On MLK Day. If he gets the pose off, he'll get a title match. On MLK Day. We get a pose off, and this ends up with Leo Rush being tossed on the Bobby Lashley on the floor by Apollo Crews. We get the match, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. Crews ties to military press Bobby Lashley. First one doesn't work out so good, but the second one does. We get an integrity that leads to Leo getting in the ring. Uh, Leo gets military pressed, which leads to Apollo Crews getting speared for the three count by Bobby Lashley. On MLK Day. <laughs> I'm still not over it. Like, out of all the days. But, okay. <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out. Uh, right before, like, right as Bobby Lashley's match ends, he comes out and they kind of have a stare down as they're passing through. Then we return from the commercial. Seth Rollins lays down some knowledge on Martin Luther King. 
Then we get a recap of his last few months. He promises to win the Royal Rumble and makes a pretty good case for himself. Drew McIntyre promises to kick Seth's head off tonight and takes exception to Seth lying to the people. Drew argues that Seth's crazy flying around style will get him eliminated and says that he has the same level of passion. He hopes they're the final two and so he can eliminate Seth, win the Royal Rumble, and go to WrestleMania. So we have our match. Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Claymore kick is countered with a super kick for a near fall. Drew ascends to turnbuckles with Seth on his back, and then he hits the kryptonite crunch, but only for a two count. We get the set out power bomb by Drew. That gets a two count. And then it's followed up by a schoolboy from Seth Rollins, and he stuns Drew McIntyre, and Seth Rollins gets the win. Didi, your thoughts on Seth Rollins defeating Drew McIntyre? Our two choices here for winners of the Royal Rumble? Um, You know, Drew's a scary, scary guy, but Seth's just a wrestler. This was a good match. Even without like a proper build and story and everything, if if they had some real reason, like a, you know, true reason to wrestle each other over and over again, that would be pretty good to see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The Revival. Fresh off, you know, everybody's talking about them asking for their release. They take their complaints to Mr. McMahon and ask for one more title match with a special guest referee. Kurt Hawkins shows up around the same time requesting a match and Vince decides that Kurt Hawkins, since he's such a loser as a wrestler, can be the special guest referee. Dean Ambrose points out the fact that he isn't the IC champion is an injustice. He calls Lashley bend over Bobby. Dean then says the Royal Rumble will be his shining moment and his miracle on ice and justice will be served. The Lucha House Party versus Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers. Graham Miss Elite tags in. He does some flips. He hits a bat breaker and the Lucha House Party gets the win. <laughs> Nothing to see here. EC3 posing in a mirror. Dana Brooks says he looks great and tries to get information on his fitness methods. When but oh. EC3 is a mute, so he doesn't actually speak. <laughs> he just gestures a lot. <laughs> yeah. Elias walks by in the background. Come back from the commercial. Elias has written a song. He's in the ring. Baron Corbin is out here because, of course, he hates music. Corbin tries to book himself into a match with Elias, but Elias points out that he can't do that anymore. They cut Baron Corbin's mic, and Elias sings his song. Our matchup is Baron Corbin versus Elias. Corbin gains advantage when he powers Elias to the ring pose with his foot. We get a knee to the jaw, and that changes things. Then a swinging neck breaker from Elias gets a two count. We get a blow to the throat, followed by the end of days, and Baron Corbin gets the win. It's time for Baron Corbin to invest in some new gear. Yeah, I would say corporate Corbin isn't a thing. And he really does look like a like a bartender at like a Williamsburg speakeasy bullshit ass place. He looks like the bar back at a place. Like <laughs> he actually all he needs is suspenders and he could work at Truxton Inn in DC. <laughs> That's exactly what they look like. Except they have like really nice beards, but other than that. They look exactly the same. They make whiskey drinks. 
That sounds like a place that you definitely are a fan of. Mm, big fan, big fan. I'm a big fan of this. Mm. Alexa Bliss is here to explain that the Women's Royal Rumble, the rules, and name the participants. She introduces her guest, Nia Jax. We get one question into the interview before Ember Moon comes out. She wasn't invited, but she's tired of sitting in the locker room and waiting for an invitation. Alicia Fox comes out, then Mickey James and the Riot Squad, Nick Cross, then Brooke, Tamina. You know the drill. <laughs> Alexis outraged that they would ruin her reputation as a legitimate talk show host. You tell them, Bliss. They go ahead and they start a big brawl that spills backstage. While they're all backstage, Alexa takes the time to announce that she will be competing in this year's Royal Rumble match. Cue the applause in the background. Lacey <laughs> Evans then appears to just ruin it all. In her olive green outfit. Lacey Evans denounces the nasty, classless little girls. She calls Alexa a sawed-off little runt and says the winner of the Royal Rumble will be a classy, sophisticated lady. That's doubtful. Uh, Lacey Evans is quickly going to go into uh, All Lives Orton territory real quick. Oh, she's really close. She's got one thing to say about somebody Latino, and it's going to be over for her. Titus O'Neil, he announces that he's entering the Royal Rumble. Hopefully he has a better walk to the ring than he did the last time he was in a Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. He has to redeem himself, right. which means he's probably going to get in and then get kicked right back out. Because you know how the WWE is. Yeah, somebody got to be the comedy. The Ascension. They're facing off against Heavy Machinery. Speaking of the comedy, Otis does a dancing elbow drop. Then he does the caterpillar into an elbow drop. They hit the trash compactor and Heavy Machinery. They get the win on their debut match on Raw. Miss Didi Jonay, did you get the chance to see this? Um, I was watching, but I didn't see it. I don't remember what I was doing. Oh, you didn't get a chance to see little Otis in the ring? No, actually, I did. He's the big one, right? Yeah, looks like a, uh, one of those little deep freezers that your um, grandma might have in her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said he was like 5'10 and 320. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Why don't I remember it? But yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he's Otis, Otis is a star. <laughs> yeah. this is a start well everybody ain't able mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is true there's a, somebody's got to be the Michelle of the Beyonce yeah they do unfortunately there's one in every team right mm-hmm. speaking of teams it's Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships with Kurt Hawkins as the referee so, Miss Dijonay, did your opinion of Kurt Hawkins change in the referee uniform? I know women tend to like men when they dress up in uniforms. What kind of uniform? He was the referee. Oh, that uniform. You know what? I happen to know because of Total Divas that he had another child recently. So, I'm very happy that he he had a check coming uh, in. Yes, for sure. That's important. 
Always. Because, you know, he's like, um, he's like, he's got kids. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> got, and yeah, once they have kids there, they become off your creep cast radar. I didn't know he had kids. Sorry. That it's not that he question. has kids. It's that he's married. That's, oh, that's okay. what gets you off the list. Gotcha. Thanks for clarifying yeah. uh, that. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful, but yeah, I, I don't. In the most positive way, she means that. Exactly, yeah. The Revival tries the WrestleMania 5 finish, which is basically they grab the leg when um, I think it was Chad Gable was attempting a body slam and Chad Gable kicks out. Then they uh, try to put the feet on the ropes and get a pin. That doesn't work. Then they also try uh, grabbing onto Gable's tights. That doesn't work. Then Dawson pushes the referee then they try to do the uh, whole hands on the sunset flip. None of these cheating attempts work. Chad Gable gets to roll up. He gets the three count. Then the revival attack Kurt Hawkins afterwards, which leads to Hawkins, former tag team partner, Zach Ryder coming down and making the save. The edge heads are back. Miss D.D., how you feel about that? About what? The, the Edge Heads being back. The Edge Heads? Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. They were called the Edge Heads? That's how they came in. They were like Edge's fanboys, his stands. Really? Yeah. This is some WWE, like late 2003, like right before Edge, like 2004, I think when Edge, like really 2005 when he got his big shot. So yeah, it was like right. Really? Yeah, that's when they came in. Look it up. Mm, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know anything about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I like them even more now. But yeah. Dasha <laughs> mm. interviews Ronda Rousey, who is outraged by the disrespect shown by Sasha Banks. So it's our main event: Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Natalia tags in. She goes for the sharpshooter, but Bailey breaks it up. Bailey smacks Ronda down off the apron. Sasha comes back. She hits the backstabber into the bank statement, and Natalia taps out. Sasha and Ronda then pull apart with their partners and the referee as the show comes to an end. Tag. Ronda legal. Oh, here we go. Sasha. Welcome to the party, Sasha. Look at this. Rolls through. Uh oh, look at Sasha. The veteran with the elbows to the jaw. Ronda misses wildly. Backslide wow. by Banks. Shoulder, one shoulder down. Oh. By Banks. Banks obviously doing her homework on Rousey. Very impressive. Into the back oh, statement. Banks. The submission hold we talked about just moments ago. And it's Natalia breaking things up. Or perhaps, just perhaps, Rousey might have tapped. Natalia's getting hot. Oh, Ronda rolls her up. Kick out by Banks. And now Banks kicked right toward her corner. Oh, here we go. Ronda fired up and runs right into a boot tag. Here's Bailey. Backstabber. Bailey. Oh, great counter by Rousey. Trying to take down a Banks. Uh-oh. Look at Uh-oh. 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 Banks struggling. Trying to roll to the run so she can force a break here. Ronda trying to drag her back to the center of the ring. And lock-
floor. And out of the ropes, going to force the break. Very wise escape. Oh, kick connects. And Banks has stunned Ronda Rousey. Tag made, Natalia now legal. And now Natalia looking to put Sasha Whoa. Banks away. Nice suplex. And that right there, Natalia stepping right on the back of the neck, follows it up with a basement drop kick. Grab your lash, girl. And now Natalia looking for a submission of her own, perhaps. Going to step through into the sharpshooter. Rolling banks over. Is Sasha going to tap? And Bailey this time breaking things up. Bailey takes out Rousey. Natalia takes out Bailey. And now Sasha banks for the backstabber. Roll through. Banks into the bank statement. Bank statement center of the ring. Is Banks going to get Natalia to tap out? Is Natalia going to tap? She does. Natalia taps. Banks and Bailey win. And Ronda by submission. The team of Bailey and Sasha Banks. You saw Ronda staring, staring back at Sasha Banks. But Sasha proved the bank statement works not only tonight but the past couple of weeks in the past couple of years and if she locks it in Sunday she could win the Raw Women's title. The problem is si- oh wait a minute. Now um, many of you who I think did not have direct TV would notice that during the match all of a sudden, their feed kind of went out. Like, they just went black for a total of maybe like 10, 11 seconds. Mm-mm. It was more like three, four. Oh, really? Okay, four. It, it wasn't that long. Well, I have I have Xfinity. Oh, okay. So. I have Comcast. So, for me, it wasn't that long. It was just more like, well, why the screen black? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, then it kind of came back. And mm-hmm. it, this was all due to uh, Sasha Banks having a major wardrobe my function as she was getting set up for a power bomb and Natalia basically pulled all her shorts down and all her ass mm-hmm. was hanging out I mean it was a good one yeah I'm pretty sure the guys in the front row definitely have some pictures that <laughs> they'll, they'll always cherish as she was wearing a thong so luckily you know nothing more than some cheeks were exposed so yeah. yeah, all her godly goods were covered. Yeah, so uh, quite the, uh, hey, what the heck is going on here? And then the next day you figure out like, oh, that's what, I said, it's really good uh, work by the production team of WWE. Mm-hmm. They didn't get fined. Or kicked off TV. <laughs> so we just think about this episode, go home episode to the Royal Rumble of Monday Night Raw. Um, I appreciate Sasha being the bad bitch that she is. So I'd certainly enjoy the ending. Um, Bobby and Apollo's Black History Month section was disgusting. And I didn't like any parts of it at all. Uh, and I'm always happy to see Bron and Finn. So altogether, I would give it maybe... I don't know, is three gummies a bit too much? Like 2.8 gummies. Out of five. Yeah, that was like two and a half. It was okay. It it wasn't like, oh, I'm really hyped for this particular thing other than Rhonda and Sasha. Mm-hmm. 
when it mm-hmm. comes to to the match. I thought the opening promo Finn did pretty good, stating his case in the opening promo. So I thought that was pretty good, but the rest of it was just kind of ho hum. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, it's never ho hum. Mm. SmackDown matters. Facts. So it's Big time facts. for the Didi Jone SmackDown Matters report. All right, people. So they're in Wichita Falls, which I believe is in Kansas. Yeah, but, and it you was know. a straight up blizzard out there. Was it? Yeah, they showed a they showed a picture from outside the arena. Mm. It's like, man, y'all some dedicated fans to be out there in that to watch the Here's WWE. The thing. I don't know if I'm dedicated, but I feel like if I gave you my money, well, I guess it depends on where the arena is. Because in D.C., if I give you my money, I'm going to stop three metro stops away and go to the game. But if I'm in a place where I got to, like, drive, I might just have to eat that money because ain't nobody got time to be up in the weather. And then you're hot in the thing, but you're cold outside. And that's how you get pneumonia. You know, things. But anyway, the man, Becky Lynch, starts off SmackDown. She says it's good to be back in town. She loves standing in the ring and fighting, but she has the words. And she says everybody has an opinion on what she should be. She's saying this. The only thing the man should be doing is main eventing WrestleMania and slapping the heads off of everyone in her way to get there. Said journey starts in five days. She brings up Asuka, calls her one of the best in the world, but Becky is better. Asuka never beat her for the title, and the fact that this doesn't bother Asuka tells her more than enough. She and the other women have been warming themselves up on the fire that she lit. She, Becky, has dethroned the queen, and she will break the empress. Asuka's heard enough. She's coming out to yell in Japanese at Becky. She continues until Charlotte's music hits. She comes out in her Louis Vuitton belt and her bad bitch, bad girl makeup and talks about winning the Rumble. And when she does, she's got some choices. She says she could face Sasha. She's beaten her so many times she's lost count. She says she beat the holy hell out of Ronda with Ken dough the stick she brings up oscar and breaking up her undefeated streak and finally becky the man charlotte calls herself the main event oscar attacks becky because you know fight um fight forever charlotte watches on the ramp happy to help and see them going at it refs come down to break the fight up agents separate becky but she rushes Asuka, sends her to, into the barricade as the refs try to hold her back. Then Becky goes with a knee. She clubs Asuka's back and sends her into the announce table. Becky removes her jacket and whips Asuka with it. Then she climbs the table and flies off for a clothesline. The refs get Becky to walk to the back and some trainers are helping Asuka. She's pissed and screaming. Um, back from the break, Bess, Becky and Oscar are still going at it in the back. Them girls is fighting. It's amazing. Becky Lynch looked like your mama when she really need to, back in the day, <laughs> really put her hands on you and just grab the first thing she could get her hands on. She was beating her <laughs> with her jacket. Like, dang, that's, you know, that's old school. That's real. That's like anything will do. What I got? Oh, my jacket? Good enough. <laughs> right. I'm a fan. Anyway, your first match of the night was uh, Mandy Rose 
versus Naomi. Naomi wants to beat a bitch up. She don't care about this match, not really. She leaves the ring to attack Mandy. And you know, Mandy don't roll along. So when she goes to attack Mandy, she's actually attacking Sonya and Mandy. But she grabs her and tosses her face first into the apron, tosses her into the ring. Uh, you know, Naomi does what Naomi does. She looks amazing. She goes for a springboard, but Sonya grabs her foot. And then Mandy grabs Naomi and sends her face first into the corner hard. That is how Mandy is able to win. Jimmy comes to the ring to help Naomi. But Naomi is a black woman. She said, I'm fine. Don't touch me. I'm fine. I like that she... Ain't wait for no damn ring introductions. We ain't out here doing no suplexes and no wrist locks. Let me tell you something. Naomi said she quarrel. She didn't come to wrestle. She came to beat bitches up. She, you remember when Coral said that to Julie? That's exactly uh-huh. what this is. She, she she was back. She was slapping her. She backhanded Mandy Rose. I would backhand her too. She just looks backhandable. It was like, it was glorious. She gonna do more on WrestleMania. I mean, what's it called? Royal SummerSlam Rumble. or Rumble? Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, she like I like, sure did say SummerSlam. All of them events, boy. <laughs> like she said, I didn't get it like I want, but I'm gonna get her. Mm-hmm. I just need Naomi to have a cousin. I don't. I don't know. Maybe Cameron need to come back for one night only. Like get these hands. Hey now, they under something. Or, you know, you know, they share pay-per-views. So if Nia came up and was like, what'd you say to my cousin's wife? <laughs> that would be funny. Listen, we I can go places with this, okay? Because listen, we all know that they're related, but we don't talk about it. So boom, Mandy's never going to be a singles champion, at least not anytime soon. Neither is Sonya, not anytime soon. So essentially, they're tag teams. So... Through all this drama, Naomi could get her cousins Tamina and Naya to like, you know, intimidate the girl and be like, guess who you're not going to put your hands on? My cousin. Thank you. And then they beat their asses. Boom. King me. And we can always revisit it when we do our little gauntlet matches for the tag titles. (laughs) Run me my money. Well, if there's a... Just happens to happen down the line. You know where you heard it from, right here, folks, on the WrestleCast. Run me my coin. It's a good plan. Anyway, uh, there's a promo for Rey Mysterio who talks about his 2006 Royal Rumble presence. Apparently, it was iconic, and it, I don't remember why, but I'm sure it was. He was number one, and he won. He won. Yeah, he. Um, what an icon! He was in there for like over an hour. I knew it was iconic. He shifts to Andrade. I don't like that name. And tells him that in order to gain respect, he has to earn respect. Here's here's, here's, here's what you need to do. Here's the tactic Uh I take. NXT called him seeing Amos. I'm going to call him seeing Amos. Yeah, that's how I feel. I don't like Andrade. It ain't as fancy. Seeing Amos. I like it better. Okay, backstage, Miz is hyping himself up. Shane asks, is he ready? They go to the ring. Miz uh, has a match with Cesaro. That's why they're going to the ring. He gets the upper hand from one corner to the other with a drop kick, and then there's a seated clothesline to Cesaro. There's a two count. Ringside, Shane is just truck Shane. In the ring, Miz rolls up Cesaro. Two count, but it was a near fall. 
This is how Laxman is up in the ropes and distracts a the ref. Then Sheamus kicks Miz in the face. Then there's Cesaro with a neutralizer for the win. After the match, Shane attacks Sheamus. He turns to Cesaro and sends him into the ring post. He removes items from the announce table and lays Cesaro on top, goes to the top rope, and he's about to die, but Sheamus shoves him off. Cesaro grabs Shane and lifts him up. Sheamus hits him with a bro kick, and it was like, I seen it in slow-mo. He got all that man's cheek. The yeah, Miz, it was, it was violent. Shane loves his business. Anyway, Miz rushes over and covers Shane <laughs> to protect him. Sheamus and Zara beat on Miz's back and they grab him and place him on the announce table. And then they grab Shane and powerbomb him onto the Miz through said table. Uh, even though his son almost died seven seconds ago, Miz is here. I mean, Vince McMahon is here to stretch his way down to the ring. Vince says Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are two of the most passionate wrestlers in a long time. They'll go ahead, Dad, on Sunday, but here tonight they will go face to face. And then first is AJ Styles. Then he introduces Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan don't want to get into the ring. He said he ain't falling for the trap. He's not going to step into the ring with the sociopath. Yes, the man who tossed him into a bunch of processed animal carcasses. He says he's too embarrassed to step into the ring with AJ. As he watched AJ encourage these fatties. He had a vision for the future with AJ as champion. That future looks like an ignorant one, an impotent one, an illiterate future. That is what we call alliteration. AJ uses his name to get fame and money. Brian uses his power for the greater good. AJ questions this and says that Daniel Bryan is talking like a jackass. He said, yeah, you're entertaining, but you never make the crowd think. He never makes them feel guilty about their actions and the and the affects that they have on everyday life. He said he doesn't care about our feelings. He's not the people's champion. Boom, that's a read. Daniel Bryan says he's the planet's champion, a.k.a. Captain Planet. The planet doesn't need AJ Styles. The planet needs him, Daniel Bryan, using his platform to be the planet's voice. And so then AJ says, you know what you are? Fickle. Daniel Bryan said, bitch, I'm not fickle. And then AJ said, no, what it is is you're afraid. Not embarrassed, but afraid. He's seen that look in his eyes and you are afraid about what is going to happen in five days and what will happen when AJ takes the one thing Daniel Bryan has left. And when he takes it, Daniel Bryan will have nothing. This has been a very long back and forth. It is going to keep going. And so Vince McMahon says, I am son. I'm sick and tired of this dumb bullshit. Get your simple ass in the ring. Daniel Bryan says, of course, you don't want to hear this, Vince, but you and all your baby boomer friends are the great parasites of the world. Facts are facts, America. He said these people will bow to him, but they don't realize he takes and takes and takes, putting profit over people and the planet every single time. Again, facts are facts. He said it's like he pulled an illusion where he has concealed all of the economical and environmental debt he has created. Vince is hoarding all of the wealth. While we ignore it, because we are distracted, Vince created an environment for somebody like AJ to become the hero where his ignorance and impotence and then Vince is like, bitch, get in the ring and stop reading me for Phil and for facts. Yeah, the, the Nate Brown was out there with a whole bunch of like, mm, talking about, sound like he's talking about his politics and his everything, the way he'd be treating the people in the back and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan was just like, you're trash. And let me tell you all the ways in which you are. But it, but it's, but it's for the TV show. And it's like, I don't know if it is. The best way to act is when you can tell the truth and nobody get mad at you. But AJ said is for face up to face is what Vince want. It don't got to be in the ring. So AJ leaves the ring and attacks Daniel Bryan. He sends Daniel Bryan into the steps. Then into the ring, he looks for the forearm. But Daniel Bryan shows Vince in front of him. Uh, this distracts AJ because AJ has to stop. But it allows Daniel Bryan to hit a running knee to AJ's face. Oh, excuse me. Backstage Truth and Carmella. Wait, how do we feel about it? It felt long to It me. was real long because Daniel yeah. Bryan gave us that. I mean, you know, it was it was great. Don't get me wrong. But it was a monologue, though. It felt real long. It felt like, like an hour. Maybe it was like 40 minutes. It felt like. <laughs> like what? Okay, Raw. Like, what we doing here? <laughs> you know, this is a two-hour show. You know, like we don't got time for these shenanigans. Okay. Uh, backstage, Truth and Carmella are talking about being in the Rumble. R-Truth says he can't wait to win the Rumble and faces Brian or AJ. Carmella wonders why he won't choose Brock. And he's like, girl, I don't want to go to Sioux Falls City. Carmella's like, you mean Suplex City? He was like, Gir- yeah, girl, Sioux Falls City. He says he may go after Buddy Murphy. Listen, I'm not <laughs> mad at the logic, but Carmella says there's a weight limit, and so our truth takes offense because she called him fat. <laughs> in comes Charlotte. Carmella wonders why she thinks she can just walk into the Rumble and win. She wasn't in last year's Rumble. It's a tornado. She reminds Charlotte that she, Carmella, is number one. She, Carmella, is the gatekeeper in Gucci. Charlotte says that she should be confident, but Charlotte is confident too, and the Rumble isn't a tornado. She is. Ooh. That's a word. That was good. What you think about? Did, do you like the Charlotte makeup that she had on with the dark lipstick and everything? Did you feel yeah, that? I, I love Charlotte's bad bitchery, bad girl makeup. It works for her. Because as sweet as Ashley is Charlotte as a character is not sweet, you know, right. and she don't she don't got to be a heel, but she certainly ain't a face, you know. Right. She she for me she is at her best when she's on that Kevin Owens. I don't really fucks with y'all, but y'all really fucks with me, and ain't that great, you know? <laughs> right. Like I like it that way. Right. Right. Um. I, I didn't. I didn't put this in the notes, but. Before this match, we have a really great Mustafa Ali, like produced promo package where he's oh, yeah. talking about you know the eyes and you know he's like on the street of Chicago and if you watched um, Two and Five Live, you know kind of what this is like. But if this is your first time seeing this, I'm pretty sure this got a lot of people's attention and it was like, damn, Mustafa Ali, mm-hmm, I fucks with him. Yeah, I definitely heard about it. So. You know, maybe they need to put that person on the team. Get the good video promos going. Uh, next is Samoa of the Josephs versus Mustafa Ali. There's a kick to Joe and then a super kick and then another super kick. But Joe is still on his feet. Uh, Ali goes off the second rope for a tornado DDT for a near fall. Then he pulls Joe into the corner looking to finish it. 
but Joe is up and then he pushes Ali off the corner and then Joe locks in the coquina clutch and Ali taps but Joe keeps the hold on he won't let go and doesn't let go until Mustafa passes out hmm it was a good it was a good effort he showed heart and valor and, that made me so sad Samoa Joe is a badass that man is the truth yeah, he is. If only his win loss record could reflect how much of a badass he is on the mic. Like he could be formidable because he is formidable and he's terrifying and all that. And then when you like check his record, it's like, oh, you're not scared anymore. Like, yeah, you're violent before the match, but should we ever have a match? Odds are you're gonna lose. Um, backstage, New Day is playing pool. They're watching one of Kofi's cool non-eliminations from past Royal Rumbles. If you'll remember, Kofi was the person who fell out of the ring, but instead of his feet touching, he his hands touched, and he managed to climb to the steps and get back into the ring like the icon that he is. That will never leave my mind. Uh, New Day were asked if they are willing to eliminate each other. They laugh at this. And then they say, is Tony Chimmel going to ask them next? In comes Tony Chimmel. Uh-huh. Kofi says they're smart. When one wins the Rumble, they all win the Rumble. Personally, I feel like if you're going to turn your back on your friends, you wait until y'all are the last ones around. Because learn from Sasha. Learn from the Elimination Chamber. Big E says that they're going to dog walk everyone in this Rumble. Words of Cardi. Kofi then says, what if this is the year Kofi can't keep his feet off the ground? Um, his team members hold his head up and Kofi has an idea, but he won't be sharing it. We will all find out on Sunday. How did we feel? It's the new day. It's the best. It is. They're just so good at this. And they wove in that dog walk after Cody lit up Tommy Lauren. It was so great. <laughs> it's so funny that she was like, I'll dog walk you. And so many people are like, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? It's like, you can't get context clues. <laughs> Like, like, I don't know what it means specifically, but I know it means I'll whoop the fuck out. Like, it should be obvious what it means, right. you know? Like, unless you want the colloquial origin of the shit, like, well, I will dog walk you. It don't mean we're going on a cute excursion to the park, Angel. <laughs> it means I'm going to hurt you and show the world I hurt you by walking your ass down the sidewalk with your bloody face. Maybe that was just my interpretation of <laughs> <laughs> I make me laugh. Okay, your main event of the night. Yeah, yeah. Your main event of the night is a two out of three sw- three falls match with Rey Mysterio and Cien Almas. Because calling him Andrade. It may or may not matter in the future, but Zelina Vega is banned from ringside. Ray climbs up the um, ropes and sits Almas on top. Ray is behind him. Almas gets the fireman carry. Ray fights him down with some elbows, and then Ray locks the head. However, Cien holds on to him. Ray pulls himself up, and then Almas climbs to the top rope, and there is a power bomb from the top rope. And Andrade, Cien, Almas gets the first fall. When I tell you that fucking power bomb, like I ain't ever seen a power bomb from the third rope. That shit was. <gasps> I'm I'm sure it's happened, but I ain't seen it. So it legit took my breath away. Yeah. Like, I was like Ray Mysterio's, oh, what the hell is he thinking? Exactly. Then I was like, maybe because you old, you know exactly how to fall and not hurt yourself, but you could not pay me for me to be in your arms. You climb to the third rope 
where there is no other rope for you to hold on to, no back of the thing for you to lean on, and you have me above your head and you slam me into the ground. No. I can't tell you how much no. Yeah, because Almas was sitting on the top turnbuckle, and then once he caught Ray, then he stood up, and then he stepped up to the third rope. That's crazy. Yeah. First of all, the conditioning of your body, your balance, your core have to be insane to do that. Ain't no way. Ain't nobody I trust. But we move on. Almas, da da da, da da da. He goes for a rope assisted sit out powerbomb into a pin for a near fall. Then CN grabs Ray by the head. Andrade sets up for another powerbomb. But Ray rolls through with another destroyer and Ray gets the win. So now we're tied up. That's it. Uh, Ray sets up almost for the 619 to get that third win. He hits the ropes. He does hit the 619. Ray takes time to stand. He calls for it, aka he is essentially distracting himself. And then out of nowhere, some more Joseph comes in and grabs Ray Mysterio and power bombs him on the apron. Joe enters the ring and grabs CN and sends him crashing into the corner. And th- and then Joe grabs Ray, he locks in the clutch, and then Joe grabs the mic. Joe says he told us that he came here to make a statement. What you see in this ring is exactly what he will do to the other 29 superstars in the Rumble because his name is Joe and there's an RKO out of nowhere. It's a highly hazardous situation for both these men. Oh, and Andrade! Andrade sold out Mysterio! The core strength of these two superstars. Oh, no. Andrade. No way. Up to the top. Oh, my you God. Me? Power bomb from the top. Game over. Andrade. Can he take advantage? And there's the first fall. Andrade scores the first fall. Is Mysterio, is he too caught up in this rival with Andrade? Mysterio only knows how to operate one way, and sometimes it's it's at his own peril. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, go for another power bomb! Oh, he got him again! How in the world? Mysterio, can he close out this one? He's got a fall! It's 1-1! Ray Mysterio scores the second fall. Into the corner. Now Andrade out under the apron, forearm smash! And Ray's got to start thinking about Sunday. He's got to start thinking about the longevity of what he's gonna what he's gonna have to do on Sunday in the Royal Rumble match. Ray Mysterio's too caught up in the moment, Tom. Too caught up in trying to win. Andrade landed on his feet. Mysterio under the post. Mysterio is not going to make it this Sunday, period. Andrade trying to take advantage, pushes Mysterio back inside the it's ring. It's a matter of seconds till this one's over. Here it comes, the decisive second fall. Hammerlock DDT. Andrade, no foot on the rope. Mysterio still alive. What more does Ray have left? Going up top. Andrade, he's in position. Ray looking for old faithful right here. Ray looking to dial it up. 619. But does Ray have enough left to make the cover? Ray using his. Oh, oh, what the hell? Wait a minute. Samoa Joe. Oh, into the apron. Oh, talking about playing spoiler. Samoa Joe, he's been on a warpath. We saw what he did to Mustafa Ali earlier tonight. I told you people, I came here to make a statement. 
And what you see in this ring tonight is exactly what I will do to the other 29 superstars in the Royal Rumble. 30 men. Because my name is Samoa Joe. Oh my oh God. God! Randy Orton! RKO out of nowhere! Who expected it? Not I. You talking that- about want to leave a show with heat? Oh man, the whole SmackDown Matters uh, live tweet was like, oh man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Let me tell you the funny thing about it. If you're going to use him, that's actually a clever way to use him. I'm just sick of using it. <laughs> but like, if you want to be honest, that like that is the perfect time for an RKO out of nowhere. But like, why can't we just have somebody else so so called center? Why I gotta be why I gotta be Randy Orton? Yeah, he hadn't been on TV in a while too, and they hadn't. It was great. I him missed him. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know that's well that's us. You know that's us being team not all lives, but for everybody else, that had to be a great surprise. Right, right. So, your rating for SmackDown this week? Oh, four. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I just needed Naomi to get a little bit more of Mandy Rose, and it probably would have been like a four and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a great. But you know what's always a five? Mm. Blue Apron. Ah, true. Through CSPN.us. With Blue Apron, you get fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. You can skip the grocery store, make incredible meals at home, and it's always shipped free right to your front door. So all you have to do is go over to CSPN.us, click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page, from there, scroll down to Blue Apron, sign up, place your first order, and you'll get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. So, Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. Final review, NXT. Go home before their takeover event. Saturday night, 7 p.m. Please use the hashtag CastTakeover to share your commentary with color. The Velveteen Dream comes out to start the show. He says he has something special in his sights, and he waits for no man. He has to sparkle a championship gold in his eye, specifically the North American title. He gets interrupted by the theme of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, baby. He comes out flanked by Bobby Fish. Cole tells Velveteen Dream to pump the brakes because they will win all the titles at NXT in 2019. They don't like being goalless, and that will change soon, while Velveteen Dream can just dream on. Bobby throws some insults to Velveteen Dream. Dream agrees to fight him, but only if Adam said it was okay. That angers Bobby Fish, who charges in. Dream sends him packing and avoids Adam Cole before escaping. Then we get this awesome special video package that runs to hype Shanna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. This was really well done. Then they showed a video from last week where Cassius Ono beat Keith Lee and was chased off by Matt Riddle. Then they announced Ono versus Matt Riddle will go down at TakeOver on Saturday. 
We have our first official match. Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Team 1-2 versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Birch tries putting Marcel in a submission, but he fights free and breaks up the half crab with the integuri. Then there's boots all around. Fabian Eichner is the only one left standing. Only lands a series of shots and then European uppercuts before a dive outside takes out Danny Birch and Barthel. Fabian Eichner follows with a massive plancha that takes everyone out. Only Lorcan avoids a springboard attempt and then he steals the win with the schoolboy. Uh, this was a really cool, like, indie style tag match. They, they were just going at it from the beginning. Bunch of high impact moves, fast pace. It was really fun. Uh, it's official. Bobby Fish versus Velveteen Dream will be our main event tonight. Then we get a video package that uh, hypes up Tommaso Ciampa versus Aleister Black. We have a match between Amber Nova and Tayana Brooks versus Io Shirai and Kari Sane. Io pops Kari Sane up so she can do her elbow drop. Kari then helps Io on an assistant moonsault and Io Shirai and Kari Sane get the win. Hey. Backstage, Eo and Kari say that nobody can stop them when they're together. Then Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir interrupt. They sarcastically call them adorable. Welcome Kari back and say they're going to send her back to see. Bobby Fish with Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream. Bobby Fish catches the Velveteen Dream in a knee bar. Dream is in agony as he struggles to fight to the ropes. Adam Cole talks smacks, and then he pulls the rope farther away from the Velveteen Dream's grasp. The referee catches Adam Cole. That opens up the door for the Dream to rally. Um, his leg gives out on a Death Valley driver attempt, but then he still sends Bobby Fish to the outside into Adam Cole. Bobby Fish rushes in. Then he gets hit with the Death Valley driver. Then Velveteen Dream goes up top. He hits the one-legged Purple Rainmaker, and a Velveteen Dream gets the win. Ricochet makes his way out for his confrontation with Johnny Gargano. He addresses Johnny, saying he talked a lot of crap about being better, only to blindside him with a cheap shot. 2019 Gargano is the same as 2018 Gargano. He showed his true colors. He's a liar and only cares about himself. In 2018, Ricochet showed that showed his true colors and won the North American title. He's something Johnny isn't a champion. Johnny comes out saying in 2018, he'd have jumped him. But in 2019, Johnny has a plan. As soon as he hits the ring, Johnny attacks. Ricochet catches him with the super kick and knocks him to the outside. Tommaso Ciampa sneaks in and clocks Ricochet from behind. Johnny stares at Tommaso Ciampa as the fans chant DIY and yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Johnny beats on Ricochet as Ciampa applauds. Alistair Black then hits the ring to attack Ciampa. Johnny sees it and considers helping. It takes a moment, but he does. Johnny takes Black out with a super kick. Ciampa pounds on Black as Ricochet enters and takes a beating from Johnny. They both hit signature moves and walk towards the ramp together. Uneasily, they head up the ramp, not taking their eye off each other. Out of mistrust. Ciampa offers a handshake, but Candice LeRae comes out to stop Johnny. She scolds him for considering this and says they're not going through this again. The way I see it, 2019 Johnny Gargano is the same person as 2018 Johnny Gargano. If you ask me, in 2018, Johnny, all you finally did was you showed the world your true colors. 
You showed the world that you are a liar, you are deceitful, and that the only person that you care about is your own miserable self. Rick, 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 I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to use my emotions against me. And if this was 2018, I'd probably rush this ring like a madman. But it is 2019. And in 2019, Johnny Gargano, well, Johnny Gargano always has a plan. Johnny Gargano always... Oh! It is on! Ricochet and Gargano attacking each other here and now waiting for Saturday Night at Phoenix! And what? Here comes NXT Championship! From behind, blindsiding the NXT North American champ! how NXT mm. ended for this week. She had to mind her business. If her husband want to get back with his awful best friend, that's what they need to do. <laughs> oh man, just another layer, another chapter to this story that they've been telling for a year now and more than a year and it just keeps getting better. Like I'm I almost after this takeover want to see uh, Gargano and Ciampa versus Ricochet and Aleister Black in a tag team match. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that's what this like really made me want to see now. But this this just keeps getting better. This was a really good episode. It was good to see Velveteen Dream on the show. Hadn't seen him in like a month, so just those vignettes, actual you know wrestle and cut an in the ring promo. So I, I really enjoyed this episode of NXT. So before we get into the shout outs, Miss Didi Jone, we'll go over the takeover card. Mm-hmm. Again, use the hashtag cast takeover to share your commentary on Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. And we're also going to have a reaction show for the takeover card as well. So all the Patreon members will be able to hear that on Sunday. So we're going to have Matt Riddle versus Cashizano. That match was made on this past NXT card. Uh, Ricochet will face Johnny Gargano for the North American title. The Undisputed Era will face the War, the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Shayna Baszler will face Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. And Tommaso Ciampa will face Aleister Black for the NXT Championship. So, should be a lot of fun. Should be good. It's going to be interesting, though. This is going to be the first takeover in a while since he's actually been, you know, a part of the show and the mainstay that Velveteen Dream isn't on. So 
Adam Cole isn't on it either. So those have been two of the, you know, better performers on these shows. So it'll be interesting to see if these other guys can kind of hold their spot. I think a lot of people think that Ricochet, Johnny Gargano match is going to be uh, very, very good. Very, very good. So that'll be something to look forward to on Saturday. So please, again, check us out with our live tweet. Interact with us. Have a lot of fun. Should be interesting card, but takeovers are always, you know, good. So we shouldn't expect anything less. So, Miss Didi Jeanne, at this time, I open it up to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, just a couple quick shout outs. Shout out to one of my good friends, Courtney. She been through some things, but she over them things for the most part. And we were able to hang out. Um, I told her I'm going to get her a, a life alert bracelet keep her safe um so shout out to her shout out to jade because her birthday was last week or early this week but we missed our birthday so i definitely wanted to make sure we said happy birthday to my ladies night co-host and you know then the usual suspects greg uh samuel the chairman and mel because mel always gets shout outs all right, Miss Didi Jeanne, thank you very much. I'd like to give a shout out to you for being my guest and joining me tonight, as always. Of course. I'd like to give a shout out to Sam and Greg as well. Give a shout out to the CSPN, everybody here on the network. Please head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media so you can check out the live reaction shows after NXT TakeOver and Royal Rumble. Uh, also, we'd just like to thank everybody, all the podcasters here on the CSPN, everybody who makes up the network and uses the shows that we put out each and every week for everybody's enjoyment. Thank them. Um, so for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, I'm Don DeLaRente, and this has been episode 221 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here comes your spoiler alert for this edition of Monday Night Raw. Even miracles fear Brock Lesnar. This Sunday night, in Phoenix, Arizona at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view event when my client Brock Lesnar puts to bed this ridiculous notion that Finn Balor even belongs in the ring with the Beast. It will be Finn Balor on his back looking up and saying... Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, I would suggest to you the only way anyone could believe in this is if they believe in the old story of uh, David and Goliath. Remember that one? I, I never read the Bible. This could truly be David and Goliath. You see, let me refresh your memory. One day, David went out to the neighborhood. He ate every single mushroom he could possibly find. And then from there, thought, I'm going to go up and challenge that big, nasty, mean giant. And he did. 
and the giant Goliath beat the holy hell out of David. And he was never seen again until he was reincarnated as Finn Balor. If any of you people actually believe that uh, Finn can beat Brock, then you definitely all believe in fairy tales. You know, last Monday was the worst night of my life, thanks to Baron Corbin. He cost me $100,000, and he cost me my Universal Championship match for you. But saying that, last Monday was the luckiest night in your life as well. So if you still have that Universal Championship after this Sunday, somehow... I'll be waiting on the other side, and I'm gonna rip you apart like another one of Mr. McMahon's limousines. I know you don't believe that I can beat Brock. I don't believe in fairy tales. But I believe. And the Baller Club believes. And at the Royal Rumble, I will defeat Brock Lesnar and I will reclaim my Universal Championship. Oh, Finn, Finn. I know I could have beat Brock Lesnar. I don't know if you can, but you damn well better. Hey, Braun, thanks for the support. I appreciate it. But um, really, next time, keep your nose out of my business because I'm going to do something that you've never done, and that's beat Brock Lesnar. Now, Vince, you got the, uh, the story a little bit mixed up. No, 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 no. I, got, I think I got an idea. Don't go anywhere, Brock. I got an idea. story a little bit mixed up you see David he stood in the shadow of a giant and they laughed they said you're half the size and they laughed in his face but they didn't know who David was they didn't know what he was made of and Goliath fell face down in the dirt No one was laughing then. 